0: You will mursaline say, you know, when a big you know, was a fear in a Mohammed while a lihi was a he a jmain woman tabia a hum be a sad and millisani, if a boo only Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, salam alaikum or a matullah he tala or barakatu. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our creator, our sustainer, our nourisher, and we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, the final messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi Alihi I hope and pray, my brothers and sisters, that you are all doing well, you and your families through the grace and mercy and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring ease in all of your affairs. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open the gates of mercy and forgiveness and blessings for all of you. Amin. ya Rabbil Alameen. This week, my brothers and sisters, the adhan probably went silent on thousands of phones belonging to Muslims around the globe. This was because it was revealed that the top Islamic app in the world, Muslim Pro, which offers prayer times and adhan and Quran and uh, du'as and much more, had reportedly sold anonymous data, anonymous user location data to a company which had then sold it to contractors that work for the U.S. military. Now, the company behind the app, which is based in Singapore, accepts that they sold anonymous data, but they dispute the allegation that the US military got access to the data from the company that they sold it to. Now, of course, as you can imagine, if the allegations are indeed true, the concerns surrounding this breach of privacy are very serious, that could result in serious real life implications for some. Now, the reality is that app developers generate revenue through different means including ads, especially when they're free apps. So you may have been using Muslim Pro or other apps. And someone uh, recently mentioned that, uh, you know, even when they're reciting Quran, they would sometimes get ads uh, for gambling or for other things. Um, so you get, you know, free ads uh, which generate revenue for the developers. They also generate revenue. So another revenue stream for, uh, for app developers is to sell the data that is generated by app users. Um, And of course there are paid apps that have subscriptions or one-time payments and so on now that data is generally supposed to be anonymous But users can easily be identified for those who really want to identify them now as a result of this incident many Muslims have stopped using the app Now my brothers and sisters this incident highlights an important point that many users of technology may not realize and that is that basically with each new device or app, your privacy is becoming more and more at risk. Because you are never going to be the only one with access to your data. You know, So where it is being stored, who's working on it, who's intercepting it, who has lawful but also unlawful access to it. For example, which government agencies or foreign entities have backdoor access to it. These are all questions you may never find the answers to. And all of these you know, services and platforms that we are uh, using as part of our daily lives, many of them, right? many of them have uh, vulnerabilities. Many of them have actual access that is built in uh, for uh, um, you know, governments, for law enforcement agencies, for, for others to be able to access the data when, when they need to or when they want to. Now, one good principle is to assume that whenever you have a device that is connected to the Internet or connected to a network, it can be used or may be used in ways that you do not expect or that you do not want you know we live in a world of information and communication and each year there are inventions and new products that make many of us more connected and more dependent on technology and of course no one will know this better than our local community mashallah since we are in the tech hub so first you know it was just computers Uh, then we had you know webcams cell phones that turned into smartphones with tons of apps and, you know, GPS that started out, well, before you print uh, directions, um, and even before that, we would actually have maps, right? Then we had got GPS units. Uh, then, of course, after that, I mean, those still exist, but then we also have uh, apps that offer directions. Uh, web-based security cameras, uh, you know, many homes having and devices having Alexa or Siri and Google Assistant with microphones around homes. Uh, fitness trackers smart tvs online banking like you name it like the the impact or the role of technology in our daily lives is just immense for most of us now all of these may be secure but any security expert will tell you that nearly every product that is connected no matter how secure it is will have vulnerabilities that can be misused even if they are promises and laws that aren't supposed to let it happen so my personal advice is that if you have any advice that is connected Assume that it can be used to listen to you or to watch you, unless you actually cover the camera physically. If you are using a smartphone or connected devices, assume that you can be tracked, sometimes even when it is off. Assume that any personal info being transmitted through networks can be exposed. Now, of course, our privacy is important because there are those things that we don't want others to know about. And usually it's for two reasons. Either it could hurt us, it could be damaging to us, or it could be embarrassing. So this is why we protect our PIN, our social insurance numbers, our financial and personal details, because they could be misused by scammers and by fraudsters. Similarly, if you have business plans, if you have a, a great idea, you will most likely want to patent it uh get a patent for it or you know if you have uh, another uh, some other great idea business plan you will probably want to save it and protect it until it's time to execute so that others <laughs> don't copy it and don't get a head start over you or perhaps it is something that you did or that uh, or, or something that you do that you know will embarrass you or get you in trouble perhaps rightfully but also sometimes wrongfully as well um you know if you cheated someone or you know you look at and watch Stuff on your phone when you're alone, uh, who you talk to behind you know your spouse's back, or just you know, conversations that could be misinterpreted or, or used against you in some way. Or perhaps they're just details of a personal nature, right? Maybe about your body, maybe about your family, your spouse, your age, maybe. You know, all the concerns about privacy that we are discussing here have to do with the fear or the risk of being hurt and embarrassed. In this world and sometimes again the implications can be quite serious for example you know if somebody's a victim of identity theft or identity fraud uh that could be very very disruptive to a person's life you know if someone is actually has access you know is uh impersonating you and going out and taking out you know loans and mortgages and running credit card debts that are actually in your name uh then clearly that poses a, a serious threat to your your financial well-being and your ability to to function uh, in today's world um so these are you know very uh, serious concerns now for example with regards to the app as well when there's an app that is being used uh, almost exclusively by muslims um, then even if the user uh, uh, location data is anonymous uh that can be very uh, useful for some entities to see you know which places muslims are frequenting who is frequenting which areas any particular addresses any particular sites that may be uh you know that may hold special importance um and that can unnecessarily uh, get someone in trouble even when they may not be planning to do something and subhanallah there have been multiple cases of you know people even in our uh, in our city locally in our communities uh, that have unfortunately uh, been the victims of such uh, type of uh, false uh, you know accusations or uh, entrapment if you like to call it so this is a serious issue uh, but again all of these relate to our presence our our, our functionality uh, our life in this world Now just as we may be exposing ourselves To hurt and embarrassment Through sharing of information and communication I'd like to talk about a greater hurt and embarrassment That we could be exposing ourselves to as well Without realizing it Because you see the Prophet ﷺ said that Abu Ghraira ﷺ relates that he heard Rasulullah ﷺ saying That كُلُّ إِلَّا الْمُجَاهِرِينَ that all of my ummah will be forgiven except the mujahireen. Okay? So not the muhajirin, but the mujahireen, the is first here. All of my ummah will be forgiven except those who sin openly. So the mujahir is the one who, spin, who sins openly. And he went on to say, وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْمُجَاهَرَةِ أَنْ يَعْمَلَ الرَّجُلُ بِاللَّيْلِ يَعْمَلَ الرَّجُلُ بِاللَّيْلِ عَمَلًا ثُمَّ يُصْبِحَ That's, it is a part of sinning openly that when a man, meaning any person, does something at night. And then the following morning, satarahu The following morning when Allah has concealed his sin or her sin. What does that person do? ya fulan. He says that, oh so and so, wa that I did such and such last night. The next morning he uncovers what Allah had concealed. Right? So here the Prophet wasallam is telling us about the case of the Mujahireen. That these are the people who sin openly. A person who sins at night commits a mistake commits a sin which they shouldn't have of course but then the following morning i mean it happened at night so nobody was you know aware of what they had done and the next morning allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had kept that privacy over that sin had kept that cover over the sin but this person went out of their way to inform others about what they had committed the night before meaning the sin that they had committed so all of the people will be forgiven except people who participate or who behave in this way right so what we learn is we try our best not to sin but if we fall and we end up doing it then we must seek repentance seek we must repent and seek forgiveness from allah subhanahu wa taala and we must not boast or tell others about our sins unless there's one important exception unless it is to seek help or for justice right so for example you need to go and seek help to talk to a counselor or you need to go or talk to an imam or someone who can help you or you know if someone has has been wronged or there's a, a plan to wrong someone to commit an injustice uh, then you know you you try to seek help you try to prevent that harm from happening uh, or you know that something has happened and you know a person the victim needs help they need justice so you go and you you know you you testify to the authorities or in, in court and so on so unless it is to seek help for the problem or to assist in the deliverance of justice other than that in most cases one should continue to conceal the sins that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is concealing now the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam also told us with regards to others as well so the mujahideen this was with regards to people who commit sins themselves and then they expose it themselves right so they have a sense of shamelessness about the sins that they have committed so the rule is if you commit a sin don't tell anyone about it. Right? If it's between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah has has covered it for you, then keep it covered, unless, of course, there is a valid reason for doing otherwise, such as seeking help. But the Prophet has also told us about others as well, that man satara Muslim, satar That whoever conceals his Muslim brother's faults, and of course goes for sisters as well, conceals their faults and weaknesses. Allah will conceal His faults and weaknesses on the day of judgment. Whoever exposes His Muslim brothers or sisters' faults, Allah will expose their faults to the point that they will be disgraced in their own home. SubhanAllah. You know, and it is, um, you know, perhaps it it could have been uh, a little bit more difficult in the past. You know, to understand how a person will be disgraced disgraced in their home. But subhanAllah, again, with technology and, you know, so many advancements and so much that is available to us that we can do, so much at stake, even within our own homes, it's not difficult uh, to understand uh, or to uh, imagine how that could be possible. So the same principle applies for others as well. So for ourselves, don't expose your sins unless there's a need. Same for others as well. You cover the faults of others. Don't expose and embarrass people. Right. If, uh, and it's the same principle that if it's about protecting someone or something from being wrongfully harmed and the, or the granting of justice to victims, then it is a responsibility to speak the truth and uncover. Right? So this is not an excuse uh, for condoning injustice. This is not, the, uh, this is not an excuse to uh, staying quiet and being complicit when uh, there is a, a need uh, or when someone is being wronged. So there we have a responsibility to come forward and share that information if we are, um, uh, if we are privy to it. But otherwise, do not expose the faults of people. Do not try to embarrass people. You see, the Prophet ﷺ, you know, as well, in, in his, uh, the, part of his beautiful character, right, was to be careful about the feelings of others. To be careful about the feelings of others, not to put down people, not to embarrass people. So if someone comes in and makes a mistake, you know, to advise them uh, privately, or uh, be at least being sensitive to their their well-being and being sensitive to their 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 uh, their feelings as well, uh, because uh, this is uh, this should not be our intention, right? When we are trying to correct someone, we are trying to find out that there is a fault somewhere. Then we should try to do that with utmost care and concern. The Prophet ﷺ also told us about another instance where a person will be embarrassed and will be humiliated. So this one, the previous one was talking about, was referring to a person being disgraced in their home, of course, in this dunya. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And there is a greater form of disgrace and embarrassment as well that the Prophet has told us about. That man samma'a, samma'a bihi wa man yura'i yura'i Allah That he who acts to show off, Allah will disgrace him on the day of resurrection. And he who does good deeds, so that people, meaning may hold him in high esteem, Allah will expose his hidden evil intentions before the people on the day of resurrection. Right. So there's no getting away. If a person tries to show off to others by showing that they are doing, uh, you know, uh, good deeds, uh, but they are actually doing it to show people so that they can build the reputation, you know, build high esteem in, in the eyes of people, then certainly they will be exposed. If not in this world, then on the day of resurrection, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will expose that person and all of their evil intentions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and, purify our, and help us in purifying our intentions. ya So our intention should be sincerely to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone through our deeds. And it is very lowly to act or to do an act to show that it is for Allah, but instead to have ulterior motives. You know, it's it's already bad enough that a person does, uh, you know, uh, acts uh, in a hypocritical manner, or you know, uh, shows one thing and has other intentions when it relates to our interactions with people. You know, so you show that you're helping someone, but in reality, you're not. You're trying to score some points or whatever you're trying to do. So that is already bad enough. But on top of that, to do that with a good deed to show that one is doing something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when in reality it is not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a very very serious matter and such evil intentions will be exposed when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Now, uh, Ibn Hajar rahmatullahi alayhi, he he mentions that uh, Imam al-Khattabi he mentions the the great 4th century muhadith uh, commenting on this hadith. He mentions that this means that whoever does something that is not sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, merely wanting people to see him or uh, and hear him, will be punished for that, will be punished for that, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will expose him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will expose him and make it known what he is concealing. And it was said, he goes on to say that it was said that whoever does something with the intention of gaining status and prestige among people and does not seek the countenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala walam yurid bihi Does not seek the countenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by doing it, then Allah will make him, will make that person the subject of bad speech among the people in whose eyes he wanted to gain status. And he will have no reward for it in the hereafter. Right. So once again, whoever does something with the intention of gaining status and prestige amongst people and does not do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah will make that person a subject of bad speech among people in whose eyes they wanted to gain status and they will have no reward in the hereafter. Now, of course, if we find someone in that situation, may Allah protect us all, we shouldn't jump to conclusions and judge them that, oh, people are speaking bad about them. Because they must have had bad intentions, right? We don't know what is in people's hearts. It could be a trial from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. But nonetheless, we should always be very, very careful that we try to purify our intentions, that we do not do anything to please others, especially when it relates to good deeds that we are showing that we're doing to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or we're making it seem that way. Um, And um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So to recap, my brothers and sisters, there is great concern today over uh, the leaking of information of data that could hurt us or embarrass us Um, and this is a a very real concern and we should be uh you know depending on how comfortable you are you should nonetheless be aware of uh, what you are using what technology is being used Um, you know a lot of times general users may not be aware of the types of data and information that they're actually sharing right that they're allowing to be shared uh one uh, example that I think there's greater awareness about now is, um, you know, uh, metadata that is embedded inside photos that you take, right? And if you don't disable the option, um, your camera you know, could be giving away location information of where you're taking pictures. Right? And there's a case of someone who was taking pictures of their children, you know, and posting it on social media, not realizing that, you know, the exact home address or location of where they were taking a picture of their kids was actually embedded And in the photo, right? So there's, there's, there, you know, I would highly encourage you to go through your privacy options uh, uh, on your device, on your accounts, social media, or, you know, email, whatever services you're using, so that you're aware of what type of data is being stored. Uh, SubhanAllah, I mentioned this before as well. You know, if you're a user of Facebook, you can download, right, your entire Facebook history, right, which is like every single post that you wrote. And for many of us who are on social media, we may have been using this for years now, maybe over a decade, even more. And subhanAllah, when you download that and you look at that, I mean, to me, it just reminds me of the Day of Judgment, right? And our Book of Deeds, right? Because it's only one platform. um, But the amount of detail that it contains, you know, every single picture, every single photo, every single comment, every single status update, uh, you know, perhaps even likes, like so many, you know, so much information that is contained in that file. Um, And that's just one platform. And that's just some of the time we've spent in this world on that platform. You know, imagine what our book of deeds will look like. And every single action, every single word, every single, like anything that you can imagine that we have done is recorded in that book. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our book good for us and grant it to us in our right hands. Amin ya rabbal alameen. So my brothers and sisters, the concern for our worldly life, our protection uh, from embarrassment, and hurt in this worldly life is very valid and we should be we, we should be aware of what we are doing with our devices and what we are bringing into our lives uh, but also uh, there are um, other things that can embarrass us and hurt us in greater ways especially in the day of judgment uh, and three things we need to protect ourselves from so number one is sinning openly or divulging the sins that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has covered for us okay so first of all we try not to sin we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from our weaknesses and temptations, and from acting upon our impulses to commit sins. But if we find ourselves in that situation, try not to do it openly, number one. And secondly, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has covered it for you, do not divulge it to others, unless you're seeking help, or unless it has to do with with protecting uh, others or or justice. Uh, Secondly, concealing the faults of others. So when you find out that another brother, another sister has a weakness, that they're committing a sin, there's something that you find out about you know, it doesn't have to be a sin. Some, something you find out about their, their private lives that has to do with them, uh, do not share it with others. Cover it for them and Allah will cover yours as well. Unless, again, there's a legitimate reason for sharing it. In that case, to the extent that is necessary, you maybe even be responsible or accountable uh, if you don't share that information. So there are some important exceptions. And thirdly, my brothers and sisters, doing good deeds only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and purifying our intentions of ostentation uh, of wanting to show off and ensuring that any deed that we do or that we make appear, that we're doing to for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is indeed for the sake of Allah and not for any other motives, especially not wanting to gain position or prestige in front of people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May Allah azza wa Jal grant us purity in all of our intentions and actions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all types of embarrassment and hurt and humiliation in this world and the next, I mean, ya rabbal alameen. As you know, uh, my brothers and sisters, Alhamdulillah, uh, phase one construction has been going on uh, for some time now here. But alhamdulillah, it is now uh, nearing completion. Alhamdulillah, uh, in this building in which you are right now, uh, there is uh, there will be space, inshaAllah, for approximately 250 worshippers. Uh, of course, right now, we're having to social distance or physically distance. Uh, but once uh, that is no longer the case soon, inshaAllah. Uh, We should be able to host approximately 250 or so worshippers in this building. Parking lot should be complete as well, inshallah, with space for approximately 130 vehicles or so. Uh, We also have uh, two new uh, multi-use halls uh, in the basement to host uh, programs and activities for families, uh, for seniors, uh, for youth, uh, even upstairs as well, for children, uh, for sisters, for brothers, for all different segments of our community, inshallah. Um, The property, alhamdulillah, as you know, is being used. Uh, to safely host approximately 400 or upwards of 400 worshippers each Friday uh, in multiple sessions, as you're aware. Uh, and this is, of course, uh, very, very uh, uh, timely, alhamdulillah, because the Richcraft Recreation Complex is not available since uh, uh, as of March. right? So uh, in March is shut down, our bookings were canceled, and they continue to be canceled, and there's no prospects of, of going back there for Salatul Jum'a in the meantime. So somehow I was thinking, if we did not have this property, if we did not have this space, you would have had a major problem because there's nothing available for rental uh so alhamdulillah this is available and because of your uh thanks to your support uh, and your commitment to all these uh, brothers and sisters are able to offer even during the pandemic now additional funds uh, are required before we can go on with construction for phase two so phase, so this is not what we're aiming for this is just the beginning what we're actually aiming for is a brand new building a new purpose-built masjid and a, a gymnasium behind it that we can use when there's larger crowds. Uh, so a, a full center, inshallah, that can accommodate 1,100 people, inshallah. So this is 250 here. What we want to do is accommodate 1,100. Um, and that building, inshallah, will be built right in front of this building. So like when you leave out of the door, up to the road, that is this is where the building is going to be, inshallah. Uh, but in order to get to that point where we can actually start work, um, we need to have enough funds uh, to To so that you know we can safely begin and not have to leave it uh, in the middle so that it becomes damaged or anything like that. Uh, so today uh, our appeal is that you uh, help our community rise out of this pandemic uh, together and stronger. Alhamdulillah, we're trying our best, uh, but uh, you know we've made it so far. Alhamdulillah, um, and we want to rise out of it with greatness for Allah uh, for Allah subhanahu wa taala for all of His blessings upon us. And mashallah, many brothers and sisters have been contributing. Uh, you know, you do so online, you do so after Salatul Jum'ah, in other ways. So we really appreciate your support. Jazakum Allah because we know that times are not easy. And uh, subhanAllah, you know, the reward for giving when times are difficult, right? When poverty is on the horizon, is something that you fear, is even greater, right? It's even greater. So people who are taking the step, and the amount doesn't really matter, honestly, right? It's the fact that, you know, you're still willing to give under such circumstances. Uh, that is a great thing. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from you. Uh, and to continue to increase you in all that is good. Uh, that being said, donations are down compared to last year. Uh, so year to year, when we compare, uh, we're down approximately six this time. Last and uh, we don't want to put pressure on the community to make up that entire amount because we know that you know, it's challenging times. Uh, but we are trying our best, inshallah to make up half of that before the end of the year. So what we are hoping to cover uh, is three hundred thousand dollars. This was this will help keep phase two construction uh, from being derailed. Because if you know we're, we, we don't make uh, you know make up that, uh, or at least a part of that, then it can have impacts on when we can actually start phase two construction. Um, and the reason we wanna build the, the building is not just to have a nice building and say, oh, mashallah, we have a nice masjid, uh, which is gonna be great, inshallah, but really is so that we can start offering the services uh, and providing for the needs that our families, that our seniors, that our youth, that our children, that are sisters that are brothers that every every single person in our community needs right that is really the the intention and the focus of the building so the goal like i said is three hundred thousand dollars. uh today inshallah we will be looking for 10 brothers or sisters who can gift a thousand dollars each right so approximately after the tax credit it's approximately 640 dollars um if you can afford it please do it right i don't like to pressure on people but feel a little bit of pressure that if you can afford it then please do it and if you can't then whatever you are able to give uh, that will be greatly appreciated, and we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to bless you with much more than whatever you are able to give, inshallah. So outside, you will find uh, the machines. Uh, you can also give online at CanadaMuslims.ca/donate. We have multiple options through which you can donate. And jazakum Allah for your continued support. And most importantly, make du'a for our community for the success of this project, because it is only only for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You know, all of us who are involved, who are even contributing, who knows how long we're we're going to be. Uh, Alive in this dunya to benefit from it, but insha'Allah it will be for the service of our deen and for for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for future future generations So may Allah accept from you all. Uh, We have uh, a couple of pieces of sad news uh, This week as well. Uh, The sister of our our brother uh, Abdu'l-Ila, Maqbool passed away uh, in Morocco Uh, and also the brother of our brother uh, Hamid Khaldi also passed away this morning Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raja'oon Let us make du'a for them and for all of those who have passed away Bismillah rahman rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Mubarak Allahumma qfir lahum warhamhum Wa'afihim wa'afu anhum Wa akrim nuzulahum Wa wassih madkhalahum Waqsil hum bil ma'i wa thalji wal barat Wa min al-qataya Wa naqqa al-Qawbul awyadu bin al-Danas Wa abdil hum daran khayran min darihim Wa ahlan khayran min ahlihim وأدخلهم oh, beautiful patience to the loved ones to their loved ones at this difficult time oh, Allah make them a means for continued reward for those who have returned to You وALLAH oh, please heal the grief in their hearts oh, Allah please protect all of us from all types of harm. Whether it is visible, whether it is invisible, whether it is material or physical, or spiritual, or emotional, or financial, or any other type of harm, ya Rabbi al Aalameen, Allahumma innana as'aluka min al Khayri kulli aajilhi wa Ma alimna minhu wa ma'alim n'alam, wa n'aguzuka min al Shadi kulli aajilhi wa aajilhi ma 'alimna minhu wa ma'alim n'alam. Oh Allah, please cure, and grant relief to all of our sisters who are ill, who are living through hardships. Our brothers, our brother, who are living in pain long-term pain and hardship, our elder sister who is living with growing weakness and illness, our elders who are battling cancer and other illnesses, uh, Brother Mumtaz, Dr. Habibul Rahman, and everyone who was in hospital or, or who was ill, Oh Allah, you are the cure. Oh Allah, you are the Shafi. Oh Allah, please cure them and relieve them quickly and completely, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allahumma, inna al-afwa wal-afiyah, wal al-daimata fi al wa al-dunya wa al-akhirah. Allahumma, alayna libas al wal-afiyah. وَجَعَلْهَا عَوْنًا لَنَا عَلَىٰ طَاعَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ اللهم رَبَّنَا لَا قُلُوبَنَا لَنَا رَحْمَةٍ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ O Allah, all of the brothers and sisters who have supported us, who are supporting any of your causes, O oh Allah, who are supporting any good works, O oh Allah, please increase them in goodness. Oh Allah, please reward them greatly. O Allah, please protect them from all types of evils and hardships. O Allah, please protect their future generations. O Allah, please accept it from them as sadaqah jariyah. O Allah, please continue to benefit them for the, from the goodness till the day of judgment, ya Al Alameen. Allahumma Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana, wa fil ahireti hasana, tawakina a'zaab al-naaf. Allahumma Rabbana zhalamna anfusana, wa illam takfir lana watarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. Allahumma inna na'udhu bika minal fitan, ma zahara minha wa ma batan, اللهم إنا نسألك الخدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم اغفر لنا ولإطواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الحم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العز والكسل والبخل والجبن ودلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اغفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عن من سواك اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبه وعند الموت شهاده وبعد الموت جنه اللهم ارزقنا حسنا الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسنا الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسنا الخاتمة, حسن الخاتمة, حسن الخاتمة اللهم بارك في اعمار ابائنا و ومتعهم بالصحه والعافيه اللهم رحم من انتقل منهم إلى رحمتك يا رحم الراحمين اللهم أنزلهم منزل المبارك يا رب العالمين اللهم بارك في المحسنين الذين ينفقون امواله وابتغاء وجهك الكريم يا رب العالمين اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا رحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم وجمع كلماتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين. اللهم أصلح حال المسلمين في كل مكان. اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين. اللهم احفظ ونصر إخواننا وقواتنا في كل مكان، خصوصاً في بورما وفي فلسطين وفي الصين وفي كشمير في الهند وفي سوريا وفي العراق وفي اليمن وفي سومال وفي أفغانستان وفي ليبيا وفي كل مكان. Allahumma nsuri al-mustada'afin fi kulli makan wa haqqq lahum al-nasra wal-fath'a al-mabina ya rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ta'ala al-akhiri khalqihi Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in subhanarabbika rabbil aizzati amma yasifoon wa ala Alam alayhi wa salleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Jazakumullahu khaira my brothers and sisters those who are at home please pray uh, please offer for a cause of duhr prayer for those who are registered for Friday prayer please come at your allotted time Jazakumullahu khaira Wassalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh